ready and waiting to answer your home improvement questions if you're in the midst of a project and need a little help, uh, or maybe you want to start one and you want some advice. Call it in or text it in. It's the same number, 651-989-9226. Good morning to you, Andy Lindis. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. I uh, I was thinking uh, that about you guys again, weather-wise. It looks like a pretty... You know, here here and there is some moisture, especially after, t- or especially today, maybe a little overnight. But it uh, looks like uh, the crews, uh, you and the crews, might have a, a pretty decent week to get some work done. Yeah, uh, again, blessed again, Denny. Yeah. Um, even even this morning, it's, it's the warm up is uh, is quite welcome. I can tell you this. Uh, it seemed to be a lot warmer today than than it was uh, last night when I was leaving the shed. So, I'll, I'll take it. Got a lot of yeah. more stuff to get done today and get outside, do some things, and, uh, and then uh, probably get the shovels ready for another snowstorm. You, that's true. Or <laughs> let, let's hope it's snow rather than freezing rain as far as the, the yeah. driving is concerned. Now, do, do you, you have know, a honey-do list? Do you have things to, that were you've been asked to do that you haven't gotten around to yet? Oh, that that list is uh, it's always growing and always long and if you were to ask my wife, I, I never get around to that list, but I'm, I'm working on it, Denny. Yes, I have a, a few things to try to accomplish. Uh, we're going to start actually remodeling my upstairs this winter. So mm. I'm starting to do some demo work up there. We're going to redo a bathroom and redo the bedroom. And that's, uh, I think, the last thing in my house that I have, I personally will be remodeling now. Over the four generations of my family that have been there, I think this is like the 70th remodel it's gone through. But hey, <laughs> we're a, a long line of uh, tradesmen, so we start to put our practice at work every now and then, and and uh, hopefully we get it a little bit updated. I'm about ready to be done. This is the last carpet in my house, Denny, so I'm kind of excited about it. What are you going to be doing in the, the as far as bathroom? Anything new and exciting as far as materials? Uh, you know, it's going to be a tile floor in there, but I'm going to put down one of those electric mats and make that a heated floor upstairs. Um, you know, it's an old four square farmhouse, so everything upstairs is baseboard heat. I don't have four stair upstairs. So we're going to be putting in electric mats in most of the flooring up there in the bedrooms and in the bathroom. And it's going to be a combination of bamboo and ceramic up there. Ooh, Really? In uh, bamboo in the uh, bathroom area? No, no, no. The bamboo uh, is going to be in the hallway in the bedrooms. And oh, okay. The bathroom is going to be uh, some some sort of tile. Like uh, any project I have with my tile guy, I usually uh, leave it up to him, dealer's choice, and he'll he'll go to Dell Tile and come up with some cool stuff, and it'll look awesome, I'm sure. How does that work? Uh, you you talk about putting a, a heat uh, grid of pad down there. Uh, is that is there something that goes over that? Uh, and then the tile, or how does that really work? How's the installation go? Yeah, it, it's just underneath the tile. So as you as you put it on, then you have your backer board. You have your backer board that goes on. Then you put down this mat, and then you're putting down the mud and then the tile. So it uh, and then it just it's a low voltage uh, thermostat that it hooks up to, and you're good to go. So it doesn't doesn't take a lot of electricity then the use usage. No. No, I, uh, you know, I, I have it in a couple of spots in my house already, and I really don't notice, uh, I don't know exactly how much electricity it, it takes, but I can tell you the comfort level of my house, it, it, 
even if I if I looked and it was expensive, I'd, I'd probably still pay it because of how much more comfortable it makes my health. I don't think I've ever asked you this as far as insulation uh, that you've had done. I know there's been a lot of renovation on that that old farmhouse, but what do you uh, what do you have as far as insulation in your attic? A uh, combination of spray foam and cellulose. Okay. So last time that I did any insulating in my attic, we went in there and we, we were able to attic air seal a lot of things, and then we added the cellulose. And one thing I noticed in the shed that I built, Denny, you know, I didn't spray foam the ceiling in it, and I spray foam the walls, and we put a good vapor barrier up and sealed any of the perforations in the ceiling. But then I blew an R60 of cellulose into my attic. And the reason why we choose cellulose is I believe that when cellulose starts to settle, it actually creates a better air seal than most other installations. It's almost like it forms a, a bit of a crust. It kind of gets a, not solid, but it, it, it gets more solid on the top layer. And I noticed last year that my roof had snow melt at times. Hmm. This year... I have almost zero snow melt on this roof. Like it's been white since the first snow, basically. You know, it's a pretty shady area. doesn't get a lot of sun. So heat loss is why that snow would melt off. And last year I noticed it. This year I haven't noticed it at all. I have zero icicles hanging off of it, no ice dams. And, you know, it was, uh, we put heat to it, I believe, last December when we finally started to turn the heat on out here and, and it had just been insulated, so now as the insulation has settled, it really it's I'm excited for it. I'm I'm really happy with the choices I made on it. And and when you talk about budget, I mean compared to spray foaming the entire thing and adding the cellulose, it really did save me some money and I'm I almost have no heat loss and my shed hasn't been below sixty six degrees for a while. Mm. Now you you mentioned uh, uh... loss and my shed hasn't been below sixty six degrees for a while. Mm. Now, you, you mentioned uh, a couple of reasons why you like cellulose versus fiberglass, let's say, besides the foam. Uh, now, mm-hmm. does cellulose settle more or faster than fiberglass, let's say? Yes. Yes, it, it will. And, 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 and that's why we always go with like an R60 with the cellulose because as it settles, it loses a little bit of the R value because of the dead airspace that it helps that R value. But the other part about cellulose that we like is the fire retardant that is sprayed on it or put into it is actually a a deterrent to rodents. And Mm. if you saw the pictures that I see every week, you'd think that that half of the insulation in in the Twin Cities is dead rodents because that's what we run into in attics almost every day. I mean, Somebody had squirrel traps up in their attic this week, and we got a picture. There's dead squirrels in all the traps. Oh, please. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, and now when you look at, like, when these temperatures are fluctuating the way they are, and as the temperatures get really cold, the pressure in your house has a tendency to try to pull that air down through your attic, down your walls. So if you're feeling drafts come out of your walls, know that the air is originating in your attic typically. And if you have any mold or rodent droppings, and I mean, it's not just the dead rodents, it's, it's, it's what those rodents do up in the attic, that is, all that air is going through that junk and then into your home. It's just, when we explain that to people and, and what we can do and how we can do it, usually it's a, it's a, it's a no brainer to address that. Oh, I believe that. Wow. 
All right, Andy, let's uh, take a quick break here. Let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, you can call it in, or like some folks are already doing, you can send a text to Andy. Same number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. This is the Home Improvement Show presented by uh, Linda's Construction every week here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We will be right back. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us by Linda's Construction. Here every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour, Andy Linda's helping you out today as usual. Andy, we've got callers and we have texters as well, so let's get back to it. I think Doug, first up here, uh, calling from Blaine. Doug, you're on with Andy. Yeah, good morning. Hi, Andy. How you doing? I'm doing well, Doug. Are you? Oh, just wonderful. I married a girl from your town about 40 years ago, so you must be good people over there. <laughs> yes, Andy. indeed. <laughs> anyway, you were talking about putting those mats underneath. I have a little trailer that I camp in by myself, and I just threw a bed in there and a porta potty in that, and I've insulated it, and I've insulated the floor of the trailer, but the floor is always cold. Is there a way I could use those electric pads in a trailer by just putting them on the plywood floor, or would I have to do a, a procedure to put a couple of them in there to bring a little bit of heat into the floor? Well, uh, I don't think you can leave them exposed, so it needs to be covered with flooring. And right, right. I would ass- I would assume that 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 it would work out just fine, and you just need to have the the right electric source. But if you can run a space heater in that area, chances are you can run this mat because these these mats take significantly less power than most space heaters. I think uh, you know you asked that question last before we went on break, Denny. And it it's about 300, my electrician had texted me, about 300 watts less per hour use on a 12 uh, by 12 room than, than, than the actual space heater. So you're, you're mm. using less energy. It's about 100 watts per hour per 10 square feet. Okay, thanks for checking on that. There's this morning yeah. a lot a lot of interest in this uh, in floor heat. In fact, I got a text that says, "Can the floor heat mat be used with carpeting, or does it have to be tile or wood?" Texter has a nine by nine closet created as a result of a remodeling project, and it's always very cold in the winter. So, carpeting okay with that as a cover? I uh, I believe so. I know in my basement. At one point we had, but that was the, the mats in the cement there on, on there, and the carpet was over the top of that. And But I can tell you, once we changed that area of the room to a tile, the, the floor heat was much more evident, and it spread throughout all the tiles. And there seemed to be more hot spots when it was just carpet down there. So I don't think it works as well with carpet, but I believe you can use it. We are talking earlier, if you just joined us, uh, Andy was mentioning about some uh, remodeling work he, he's planning on a bathroom in his home. And you mentioned uh, bamboo flooring, uh, and I mistakenly thought you were going to put part of that besides tile in the bathroom, which you're not. But a texter wants to know, and maybe they thought the same thing, will bamboo flooring take on any water if the floor gets wet? What happens with bamboo? Is it like any other hardwood as far as getting uh, moisture on it? Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 a pretty dense hardwood, and I can tell you, uh, we have it throughout our main level, so in the kitchen area, 
Um, and all my cabinetry in the one bathroom is made out of bamboo as well. And I haven't noticed any water damage in seven, eight years on any of the flooring or any of the cabinetry. And again, dogs coming in and out, people coming in and out. It's a pretty high trafficked area. And you can uh, refinish that a few times, can you not? Yeah, I think I can get two refinishes on this okay. on this particular flooring. All right. Uh, 651-989-9226. You can call it in your question or text it in. Either one, same number, 651-989-9226. Let's go back to the phones, uh, Andy. Dan, I think, is calling in from Balsam Lake uh, this morning. Dan, you're on with Andy. Hi, how are you? Great. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. I'm you good. bet. I have a question about, I've got a deck um, leading to my back door. It's about 20 foot long by 4 foot wide. It's uh, treated wood, but it gets real slippery when, uh, you know, the snow comes and then it melts. I clean it off. And can I put ice bite or something on there to make it less slippery? Um... Is ice bite like a salt? Yeah, it's like a salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can you can use that on the wood, just like with any of that that stuff. Use as little amount as you possibly can, and and try to get it off there once the once the ice melts. Because okay. the more that salt sits on any of the fasteners or anything, it's going to deteriorate on the finish or any type of any anything that you have going on there. It's going to going to take down on the life of it that this, this the salt and everything that we use to get rid of the ice seems to be corrosive so the least amount of that chemical that we can use the, the better but and use it on your deck yeah i remember we got a text from a, a longtime uh, concrete worker who said never ever put any kind of uh, uh, sodium chloride uh, magnesium chloride, whatever the chloride might be he says never put it on concrete on that specific product uh, it's going to cause some damage. And that was from a, a a guy who worked in the concrete business for like 35 years. So he knows what he was talking about. But yet again, when you've got uh, a slippery, you know, walk, uh, a lot of people will recommend, what, sand, some other kind of grit material instead of yep. any kind of a chloride material. Uh, I know we have to take a break here coming up in a moment or two. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's do this first, uh, Dennis. Let's go go to Barb who's calling, I think, from Princeton this morning. Barb, what is your question for Andy Lindis? Uh, good morning. Yes, I'm thinking about putting a new kitchen floor in, and I have a little dog that has neurological problems, and she finds it very difficult to walk on my hardwood floors. And I'm wondering what type of flooring would be best for her? Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I'm... I would have to be something that would be less slippery than hardwood. And that's right. going to be tile or anything like that. So I carpeting is, is what I'm thinking of, but usually with, with animals and carpet, it's not a good mix either. Typically. No, no. <laughs> um, but uh, I, you know, that's a really good question. Never quite been asked that. I would. <laughs> would a vinyl flooring be better? Maybe, but that stuff is pretty slick too. It's not going to be any less traction than than uh, hardwood. Than the hardwood, and I I, uh, I get what you mean. Sometimes my great Dane, he goes to take off uh, on that hardwood floor, and it's like the the Flintstones where he's just <laughs> moving his feet in one spot. <laughs> right. 
Uh-huh. Well, that's an interesting question. Well, who knows? Uh, we, we, you know, we have the smartest listeners in the world. They may come up with something uh, as far as uh, to help the, the doggy out. We'll find out. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind of a home improvement question uh, for Andy, call it in or text it in. Again, same number, 651-989-9226. We'll have a look at that forecast, an important one, coming up straight ahead here. On News Talk 830, WCCO, WCCO. And welcome back to our home improvement show brought to us by Lindis Construction uh, every Saturday here in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, Andy Lindis helping you out. Uh, we have callers. We have texters. Let's get to both, Andy. Uh, I think Sandy and Ham Lake may have, may have an idea about the, something for that little doggy. Uh, Sandy, what, what right. is your suggestion? Hi, Andy. Um, the, the pup dog with the neurological disorder um, may mm-hmm. benefit from what's called a slip coefficient floor. Um, we installed one in our dog room, which is a spot where our dogs are not only kenneled, um, it, we train there and our grooming area is there. Um, we've had virtually no slip problems and it is a very easy wash and wear type floor. Um, uh, it's a specialty type tile. Um, it's a 14 by 14 inch tile that we obtained and installed it ourselves. And we've had it in for, oh, I'm going to say 25 plus years. And it looks as good now as it did the day we installed it. Hmm. There we go. How about that? Sandy, thank you. I told you, we, as you know, Andy, we, we have very smart listeners. In fact, another listener asked about what about using cork flooring? Uh, I don't. We don't have it here in our house. But what, what is that like? What kind of a surface tension, if any, is on that? You know, I'm not as familiar with cork flooring. I've been on it before, but uh, I don't know enough about it. Um, how how it wears or how if any type of slip resistance. I do know uh, Dell Tile makes a stepwise superior slip resistant tile that might be worth looking into. And for me, when I'm looking at tile, and I'm a little bit partial to this because I've I've been in some peer networking groups and some other people that we get with in the industry and every time I meet somebody from Dell Tile, they really seem to know what they're talking about. And every time I go into a Dell Tile store, it, uh, I mean, like I, I've shown you the tile I have in, in, in the bathroom in, in my shed, Denny, and, and it looks like rusty steel. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff, it, it looks awesome. And I just, I really like going there. And that's why I just went on the, the Dell Tile's website to look about their anti-slip tile and, and sure. Sure as heck, it's right there. How about that? Anti-slip tile, and uh, I forget what it was. Uh, anti-slip cohesion flooring is what the, the listener said. So it's available out there. I just wasn't familiar with it. Learn something every day. Very good. That's what life is about, we hope. All right. Let's go back to the phones, Andy. And by the way, thanks, Andy, for, for that tip. Kathleen in Minneapolis, I think, has been waiting there to ask you a question. Uh, good morning, Kathleen. Hi. Can What's you your me? question? Sure. Yep. Yes, Hi. I had a patio stall next to my deck. A couple well, would be this this summer would be the second summer that it's been okay. installed. Can you tell me why is it chipping now? It's kind of like it it has chips on it, like you know, dug 
in chips. It's not cracking, but the cement has chipped off some of it. Is that going um, to be anything like coated or anything? Yeah, uh, typically you there's a sealer that you're putting on any type of cement product. And that first couple of years, you're going to want to put it on every year. And then and then maybe you can get by every other year. But I know even like on my cement driveway, I re that right when when I installed it and I sealed it again this year. Um, what that does is it, it keeps some of the, you know, I mean, if you're using any of what we talked about earlier, any of the salt or getting rid of the ice with it, that, that can sometimes lead to that spalling itself, that, that chipping of the concrete. And a lot of it has to do with water. It could be that just that water was penetrating the concrete, and as it froze, it chips that concrete off. So anytime you can seal it, and you can go to a, any Semstone store and pick up the right sealer and hopefully uh, get rid of uh, any of the chipping from happening in the future. The nice part about uh, a paver patio, though, like that, would be that you could just replace the a couple of the pavers that are chipping versus a whole concrete pad. So That's at least true. you got that going for you. Yeah, that is that is a plus. Let's see, 651-989-9226. Uh, there is a line open, but uh, I think Beth is next hip on the phone. Beth calling in from St. Paul. Beth, you're on with Andy Lindis. Hi, Andy. So good to talk to you. I love your show. Thank you for all the tips well, thank that you, you give everyone. Uh, I have a moisture issue. We have a 1961 home. It's really solid. It's got great stucco on the exterior. But we were told that it was constructed in an era where they used two-by-fours layered in the corners of the house. Okay. And, um, And what happens in the winter when it gets really cold out is unless we keep it dry as the Sahara, Moisture builds up in those corners. They get really cold. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering if there's anything that we could do to insulate mm-hmm. those a bit more. There definitely is. Um, oh. So, uh, Denny, you remember, well, I, I know you remember Chris, the the producer. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he's a he's an estimator at Linus Construction now, as as you know as well. And, and very and successful. And yes. Very successful, and he was showing me a video he took at a home this week. Um, and this video was just this exact problem that that that, that she's explaining here: the corner dump of air coming down that area. Because what we were talking about earlier, all that cold air coming in your attic as the pressure changes outside, that that cold air is going to come down in, in, in corners are usually one of the worst, especially when she's describing how her corners are framed because the airflow can happen there. What happens, that cold air meets a warm surface, you start to get moisture issues and staining on your ceiling. We turned the blower door on and it was like, when you look at infrared imaging, you know, the, the brighter colors are your warm areas, the dark, you know, blues, purples, blacks are your, that's the cold air coming down. And it was like streaks of black and purple coming down the walls and out the corner, just showing you how much air can actually move there. And that's why the staining in the ceiling was happening. Pretty easy fix with some spray foam, somatic air sealing, and then re-insulating that area. Shouldn't have to worry about it again. Sometimes it's not the, the cheapest thing to do, but what it can do to change your house, not only from making it more comfortable, but addressing any mold issues. If you have staining, chances are you might have rotten wood, you might have some mold in there, and now you're breathing that stuff. So you're down the right path taking a look at it, but give us a call. This is 
One of the things that I think we're the best at in the Twin Cities, Denny, is just diagnosing issues like this and our heat map analysis that we do on a home that really tells us what's going on in this exact house and how we can fix it the best way possible. It, and it's a free service. So all you have to do is to just give us a call and look us up on the web at linuxconstruction.com and we'll come out and take a look at it. Absolutely, Kathleen and listeners, uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. A call coming Monday, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. It sets something up. Like Andy said, it's a, it's a free first shot there. It's good, it's so good news. Hey, Denny? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I do want to do a little um, public service here. Well, and, sure. uh, and a little bit selfish because it's, a, it's something near and dear to my heart and near and dear to Jeannie Berg's heart, who got oh, me involved yes. with these people at, at Second Harvest Heartland. And as you know, it's Hunger Week at uh, WCCO with the Kick Hunger Day happening on Thursday. February 4th. It's a, it's a big thing. And Linus Instruction has teamed up with GAF to, to make a big donation to Second Harvest. And we are going to be working with another uh, company that's, that Second Harvest recommended to us that has done a good job of employing uh, displaced restaurant workers. Mm. And it's called Minnesota Central Kitchen. They use uh, restaurant workers from around Minnesota and use food that's not being used and cater it and and put it together for the needy. And it's just a really good way. 170, I think, displaced restaurant workers right now are currently employed there. So we've teamed up with GAF. We're able to give $25,000 to them. And we're giving that same amount to Second Harvest to help kick off that that. Radiothon on February 4th, because every dollar donated to them can give three meals to somebody in the Twin Cities, Denny. And when, when, you, when you think about that and the amount of, what is it, one in nine Minnesotans, one in six kids in Minnesota yes. facing hunger issues right now. Yes. And with kids not going to school and getting some of the, those, you know, discounted lunches, the, the nutrition, it, it, it's such an important thing. And I know what Minnesota has done for me and what WCCO has done for me and my family personally, it just... And if, if everyone else out there was feeling like I did, like a little bit helpless, like what can you do to help with the year that we just had and you're seeing people suffer everywhere, this getting involved with this organization, believe it or not, is doing as much for me and my family as it, it, as, as it is them. It feels like I feel like a different person since we started doing this, Denny. It, it just, I just feel like I'm helping finally. And for a dollar, you can provide three meals. So I'm imploring everyone. If you can donate on that day, and we're going to have links on all of our Facebook, and we'll have videos out there all week and ways that people can donate and help, please do, because we're helping our neighbors. And that's what the good neighbor does, Denny. We, we, we yeah. help each other. And Jeannie and I were, were talking about it this week. And, uh, you know, go back in time, and I'm sure most people uh, politically feel like I did. You know, maybe 10% of political donations went to organizations like Second Harvest Heartland. We wouldn't be talking about people being hungry anymore. Just That's think about true. that. <laughs> that is so true. And, well, and, our and, thanks. And, and yeah, it's it's an awesome hungry anymore. Just That's think true. about that. <laughs> that is so true. And, well, and, our and, thanks. And yeah, it's it's an awesome, awesome organization, and I hope people really step up. We're going to be doing the big broadcast, like you said, on the fourth. And thanks to people like Linda's Construction. In fact, the need—you mentioned it—the need is so much greater now. Who would have thought we were? you know, uh, be in the midst of this pandemic and all the job losses and people going hungry. Never thought I'd see, never thought I'd see that level. So thanks to you and the colleagues like you 
And we'll hear more about it uh, next Thursday right here on WCCO. And we have uh, more home improvement talk uh, coming up here. You can call it in. You can text it in, 651-989-9226. 26 degrees in the Twin Cities. We'll be right back. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. Danny Long here, along with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction, answering your home improvement type of questions. Uh, Andy, we have a few minutes uh, to go in the show. Uh, let's get back to the phones. I think Jerry is calling in from Matamidi with a question. Uh, Jerry, thanks for waiting. What, what's your question for Andy? Hi, guys. Uh, good morning. I was listening to the attic insulation discussion earlier, and I've mm-hmm. got a home uh, built in 84 um, fiberglass blown in, um, you know, the critters have been up there. The electrician's been mm-hmm. up there. So it seems as though it's packed down a little bit, but your point about the cold walls kind of threw up a flag for me because I have that. Um, I've, I've kind of told the DA, the only thing we really probably could do is blow in some insulation. Um, otherwise, you know, go get a, go, go into a different, more efficient, newer home. But I just like your thoughts on that. <laughs> um, Blowing in more, ins- blowing, believe it or not, blowing in more insulation actually might cause more harm than good because you might end up creating a colder surface and making it easier to condensate in there. What you need to do is get the airflow to stop. So a couple options you have. You can completely suck out all of your fiberglass, put down two inches of spray foam in the entire attic, and then blow in cellulose over the top of that to get to the desired R value. Or... You can go in there, um, and we do this on a regular basis with a, a froth pack, which is a it's, it's a larger spray foam pack. We can go in there, and we're going to spot seal best we can. We're going to use infrared imaging. We're going to dig around your insulation, find any of the electrical dumps, anything like that where that where air can move the corners, the entire the the entire top plate. Typically, we're going to try to seal that up, and then. We're gonna put an insulation over the top of what you have, get you get you to the desired R value, and that can do a lot of good as well. So, I, just adding insulation is not a good option. You're gonna want to address attic air sealing, and this is the number one thing done wrong in attics in the Twin Cities is adding insulation. Denny, um, we we've, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Almost every attic we go into has two types of insulation. Some of them three, some of them four types. Literally, we're talking like 70% of our insulation jobs have more than one type of insulation. That means they've tried to address this with more insulation. They're still having us come out. 70% of the insulation jobs that we go on, people have added insulation. A lot of times, they're creating more condensation by doing that. And what that means is more rotten wood, more mold issues, more bad air quality. So unless you're addressing attic air sealing with an insulation job, you probably are not doing it correctly. All right, we're good. Uh, we have a few minutes to go here in the show. Let's see, you want to catch up on some text messages. We get this uh, text once in a while, Lindis does. Wondering, texter says, if you, meaning Lindis, do cabinet refacing, they have a 1954 Rambler cabinets or solid wood. Uh, how would you answer that, Andy? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I know that we will. When If the cabinets are in good enough shape, we, we do work with companies that can do refacing. Our cabinet people can do that. And, you know, that's um, 
it's a nice way. If you have decent enough cabinets, refinishing them and redoing the countertops and the flooring and maybe appliances might be an easy way to save a couple of bucks on, on a kitchen remodel. But you have to have cabinets that are in pretty good shape. So take a look at that. And I would highly recommend if they at least price it out a couple of different ways when, when you're going through that. So then you can make the best decision and and know that uh, that the cabinets are old. The refacing might not last as long as you want it to. And and so just then, then if you know how much it costs to redo all the cabinets or what does it cost to reface them, now you can really make a, the best decision for your home and go from there. A lot of interest in the uh, heated floor discussion we had uh, this hour. Here's a text that says, My kitchen has no forced air registers. Would the heat mat in the floor heat my kitchen? I also have a sliding door on the west wall. What do you think? Yes, it would. Yep, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. All right. It's a good way to go. I'm telling you, Denny, I notice when mine's not on. Somehow the thermostat got uh, bumped or whatever, and it makes a giant difference. And um, if you have pets, you're going to find out where the hot spots on your floor because where they sleep on your floor <laughs> is going to change dramatically because they know exactly where exactly. those spots are. And it doesn't take sunshine. They do that, too. Um, exactly. We had a, a text uh, or came in earlier about which sealer is best on the concrete driveway, and you kind of answered that earlier. Get in touch with uh, Semstone. This is what I do for my concrete driveway. They mm-hmm. they have the best stuff. I know it sounds like it's giving them a plug. Maybe we are, but it's don't you agree, Andy? I mean, they have the the best chemicals for that particular application. Yes, and and, and what people have to realize, you and I, we we do. We recommend stuff that we use and companies exactly. we know that are good, not because we're sponsored by them. I, there's no right. affiliation to Del Pile or any of these. Uh, Penafin. We recommend Penafin all the time, and I purchase Penafin for the exact same dollar amount that everyone else does. So, yep, it, uh, But it's just the best stuff we've used. And Semstone, when it comes to concrete, there's no better place to go to to get your questions answered than them. It's just the way it is. No, and I, I do that. In fact, I have to do that again this year. I visit the Egan location. And I can't remember. I'll get a five-gallon jug, a big container of uh, the sealer and a different one for the exposed aggregate. But uh, they they just have, I've tried other places and uh, these guys have the best at uh, at Samsung. You are correct, sir. Keep that in mind. Well, Andy, we've got about 60 seconds to go and I don't want to be, I don't want to be remiss in in, uh, asking you about, there's still some deals to be had on various products and services from Melinda's. Tell us quickly about it, uh, those, if you would. Yes, and you know what? They're getting cranked up in February here, so that's what the offer we're going to go with. And not only have I been able to continue 2020 pricing through 2021, at least the first two quarters, which is pretty rare in my industry, we're also able to offer you 75% off installation labor on Infinity Windows, Season Guard Windows, GAF Asphalt Roofing, Leaf Guard Gutters, and, of course, the most popular thing we're doing right now, the free heat map analysis. Oh, yeah. We'll come into your house and completely tell you everything that's going on and the best way to make it the most comfortable home that it possibly can be. All right. And the best way to get in touch, lindasconstruction.com. We'll give them a call. Uh, toll-free, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Thanks a lot, Andy. Let's talk next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Andy Lindis from Lindis Instruction. Yeah, give him a call, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Stay tuned to CCO Radio.